Oh, travelers, this is it. The moment we've all been waiting for. Our final shining birthday. Blowing out the candles to the great big shining god in the sky. Oh, how exciting. I can't wait to see how they perform this ritual. They've all done so well to work together. They've been really good dealing with the townsfolk. They have been just spreading the word of the Shining God in such a polite and kind way. I too go to community centers and point swords at people's faces, asking them if they would love to praise our Shining God. Remember, the larger your sword, the closer you are to God. I'm sure you're all excited to hop into this and see what is happening next with these lovely, shining members of our congregation. And we are excited too. Just remember, travelers, if you want some of those good Battle Bard sounds, show up to the back door of the Battle Bard's College. We will take out a crate full of sounds. That's right, we have put sounds into this crate. So then all you have to do is take this to the lobby, smash it, and listen to the cacophony of sounds rupture everyone's eardrums as it rips through the tiny building you're standing in. And while your ears bleed and you smile wide, you can know that the Shining God is so proud of you for getting songs from BattleBots.com. Alright, travelers. Our members are ready to hatch an egg. Let's see how they get the final ingredients. So join us as the Critical Bits cast presents The Shining Birthday, Part 2. So you guys are still in the water. You're underwater right now, and you're all looking still a little bit rough. There's a, still a bit of the acid that's floating around in here. And one thing that you can actually notice is that while you're underwater here in this beautiful like a coral cove, pretty much, you see that there's actually some moss that's growing along the sides of the walls and has this bioluminescence that just lights up this area and you see it leads further down into a tunnel that goes on for a ways <laughs> uh, first thing i'm gonna do is uh is i, I look to clark and uh, i ask if it's okay if i if i use some of the the lord's light to heal myself and that's all in bubble speech yeah so i'm, I'm pointing <laughs> to myself and like 
I'm like taking my hands and like putting them on my chest and then like giving like a shrug motion. Clark um, pretends to consult with the shining god. <laughs> His eyes shine and he and he looks reluctant, but he thinks about it and he doesn't like want you to die or whatever. So he nods very sagely underwater. Uh, yeah, I, I you know I, I give like a little little thank you like praise head bow. Uh, and then I, uh, and then I'm gonna lay on hands for myself to uh, heal 15 damage. So you feel the beautiful, warm, shining light coat your body, and you are no longer losing a ton of blood into this water. The two of you that are outside this well, you see there was a soft, gentle, shining glow. And you recognize that that Cyrus, he tends to get into a lot of fights and tend to get messed up from those fights, and he <laughs> must have used his powers to heal himself. Ah, hey, Bardo, why'd you scare away all those townsfolk that could have seen that their priest died? Ha! We picked the right one! (laughs) Sucker! Oh, my God. Certainly we did. But it's probably best that we not have to explain that to them ourselves right now, because we're also stealing his book. Oh, but come on! Like, the Shining God clearly killed that guy! Because he couldn't... (laughs) Oh my god, I can't believe it! Oh my my shining god, this guy's so dumb right now! (laughs) Oh, is Cyrus bleeding? Oh, Cyrus is bleeding out again. Oh, Cyrus is always bleeding out. Just like, that's Cyrus blood right there. Y'all looking in the water, it's clearly Cyrus blood. Yeah. That's definitely Cyrus blood for sure. Yeah, you can tell the way the light reflects off of it. As Sunshine's voice echoes throughout this small, empty town in the middle of the night. I mean, we should tell him later, though, right? Because, like, I mean, Talos... Why do they go for Talos? Talos is, like, the shittiest one. He's all drowny. All they ever say is he drowns their sailors. No positivity at all. But, I don't know, maybe they're just afraid. Like, why would you be afraid of your god? Like, whatever. Should we like go? I, 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 should we go like help Cyrus? Are you guys coming up or should we come down there? What are, what are we doing? Can I hear him? You can kind of hear echoing coming up from above, but you can't quite make out what the words are. I'll surface and look up. You can clearly hear Sunshine's voice just echoing down. <laughs> I surface and I look up. I'm like, hey, there's like a tunnel down here. There's like a, there's like a thing. Descriptive as always. <laughs> There's... Well, quite the scholar. <laughs> well, excuse me. I'm not. I haven't been in it yet because I've been waiting for you. Oh well. We okay. Well then we yeah. Then we're doing this. Okay. Cool. What does the shining god say? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, my eyes. Bardo kind of like makes like a jet like shrugs and like gesture like makes eye eyebrows at you like come on say something. My my eyes glow. Uh, and I say, the Shining God commands us to explore the tunnel. And then I go back underwater. All right, that sounds great. And I hop in. <laughs> are you using the rope? Or are nope. you just going to, okay, make an athletics. <laughs> nope, why would you use that? <laughs> use the rope, you set up. Rolled a 14. All right, you're okay. Yay. You're small enough that you just kind of sail through there and splash into the water. And what about you, Bardo? Bardo uses the rope. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's not a massive well, so you're able to just push your back against it while you're holding onto this rope that is not moving at all, and you just shimmy your way down to the water. Did I do that? So you make your way into this water and you can see all the dead sirens, the chunks floating around. You actually see the dead priest. He's just kind of starting to sink. Looks like stuff on him is weighing him down. And you see all the bioluminescence is lighting up this area. It's actually quite a big place, around 40, 50 feet in diameter. The coral here is very brightly colored. There is skeletons that litter the bottom. You see some fish, some animals, and some are definitely humanoid. You also see a tunnel that's going further off. Can I try to grab one of the skulls just to have? Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah, thanks. Adding it to my inventory. Uh, I want to search the priest's body for other stuff. So you swim down there. You uh, start rifling through the priest's belongings. You find there's a few unmarked potions. There is... Um, some scriptures of Talos that's written on kelp. You find that he's wearing a, just a breastplate of some armor, and that's what's really weighing him down. Uh, I don't take the Talos book. That's a false god. Uh, but I do take the potions, and I give them to Cyrus, because I don't know what they do. Yeah, there's two of them. Do you want me to drink them right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I shake my head. <laughs> All right, Shrug, I don't really care. I don't know what they do, so... Can we investigate uh, them or try to do some some other kind of check on the potions? Yeah, you could do an arcana check. 17. You're not entirely sure because you can't really open them up, taste them, smell them. But from what you're gathering, these look to be some sort of enchantment-based potion. Oh, cool. I still give them to Cyrus. I, I don't 100% know what they do. He's been a guinea pig for a lot of stuff. Listen, I just like, <laughs> I just like drinking for the Lord. <laughs> is there anything that Cyrus doesn't like doing? As long as it's for the Lord. Okay. It's good to know. That's all I want. All I want to do. You know, there's some things I like doing not for the Lord, but, you know, it's also for the Lord when I do anything. So, a little loophole I don't tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, you're all just drifting about in this siren water. Anything you all want to do? Yeah. Uh, I'll pop my head up so I can actually speak, and I'll ask Clark if... If, if the Shining God, do they say that we should explore the tunnel? Or do we need to go back up and get that milk? Or or what do we need to do? Because right now, we know we also still need to find a... It doesn't feel like there's going to be a pine tree branch down there. Yeah. <laughs> Deep underwater. The monster that came out of the well and killed the kids, we can assume is related to our god. Right? So I wanted to investigate further about that. Yeah, Nightgaunts are actually employed by the church quite a bit, and they're very obedient to any members. They have been known to be easy summons for people to do, so they use them often as messengers. And one weird thing that's known about them is that they enjoy tickling people to death. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's real oh, messed. Oh, no. It's really weird. I want to keep shaking Yeah, that's them. not something I made Fuck, up. That's no. in the messed up lore. No, no sunshine. really, no. Sunshine pass. is normal. Like, like our God is normal. <laughs> like Wizards of the Coast, like D and D lore. No, like the stuff, the horrible Lovecraft. Oh, of course, oh, Lovecraft. Well, fuck yeah. Lovecraft. Damn. It's like, yeah, this one tickles people to death. Yeah, an absolutely horrible human. And this one has views that it's not accepted by their family, but they're right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I hate Lovecraft so much. <laughs> Pretty garbage human being. What Clark wants to do is see if the egg is down here, or if we can communicate with the Night Gaunt. For sure. Since we're already here. Well, you know they killed the Night Gaunt. You what? Oh, they killed it? Yeah. Oh. I still want to look. But you do know that this is the well that they came out of when the two were doing a summoning. Yeah, so let's go down this tunnel, uh, you know, see if see if the egg is here. Because we also, we know the egg is in town, we just don't know where, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I say, right. Uh, let's go down. Uh, I, can, I can lead the way. Yes. So as you start swimming along, you go into this tunnel. And there are tiny little tunnels that branch off every now and then. But Clark, you know, it's just intuition. You know that there is a way that you need to follow. And so you just keep going along this main tunnel. You don't know how you know, but it's just kind of like a gut feeling. And as you're going along, there's actually murals along the left-hand side and right-hand side. On one side, you see this beautiful golden six-winged bird, and everybody seems to be worshipping it and praising it. It's performing miracles, healing the land, and everybody just seems to be happy around it while it has this beautiful shine around it. But on the other side, there seems to be a skeletal monstrosity. It looks like a skeleton of this bird. It has tentacles that are like flowing through it, keeping it together. It looks like its flesh is rotting off and falling down into the ground and the dead are actually walking out of it. And while you're going through these tunnels, in the beginning, these pictures were pretty primitive while you're going, but they kept getting more and more advanced and detailed and strangely more modern. And right as you get near the end of all this, the pictures are still very old, but it seems like there's a lot of modern things in them that don't belong. Mm. And as this tunnel arcs upward, you finally reach the water into this pitch black cavern. And I need to know who has dark vision? Me. Me. I don't, but I have, I have the light cantrip. Yeah, you could totally do that. My, my holy symbol. Well, you hold on to this holy symbol. The teeth gleam like this white light, while the rest of it has like this sickly yellow. And as this light spills into this area, you see a 40-foot tall yes! There's cobwebs oh. and rocks around it. And you can almost hear this heartbeat. And as you start getting out of the water, it gets louder. Ooh, um, yeah. I, I get out of the water and I just I just I just pray, Neil, whatever that thing's called. <laughs> <laughs> pray, Neil. I pray. I do my little pray, Neil, as is the traditional pray, Neil that Clark showed me. Yeah, he's basically doing the kneeling that knights do because it looked real fancy. Yeah. A sunshine is like frothing and scrambling and trying to get as close to it as possible. It looks beautiful and massive, and the light actually reflects off it, which gives it like this shine, and it just rocks slightly back and forth. So we know that if we don't complete the ritual in time, the egg will spoil? Yeah. Can we assume that the sort of like dark skeleton version of the, in the murals, is that the spoiled version, or is the spoiled version the other one <laughs> for, for our purposes? You're not sure. You weren't exactly told. Okay, because I know, you know, there's, there's, there is a certain darkness uh, to the Shining God. Definitely. A lot of people have died in the name of the Lord. We don't like to call it darkness. 
Well, I mean, they just, that's the thing, though. They just didn't love the Lord enough. If you love the Lord, you won't die. And that's what I tell everybody whenever they stand judgment in front of me. That's true. You gotta have faith. So what would you all like to do? Um, just to learn a little bit more about the egg, I'd like to cast Detect Magic. It is blinding in here. Uh, is the 40-foot tall ma- egg magic? Well, I want to know what school of magic. I want to know more about it. It is nauseating while you're looking around. There is so much magic in the room. It looks like there's a lot of magic on the walls to help keep in the sound and protect this place from caving in. And on the egg, you see heavy amounts of magic that look like conjuration and transmutation are just radiating off of this thing. I tell everybody that. I'm like, oh... Yeah, like I nod my head like I like I understand, but you all know I have no fucking clue what you're saying. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, so I guess um, when we came into town, did we see was there any like pine trees? Because we do need. Yeah, it's a fairly northern settlement, so there's a lot of pine trees in the area, and there's a lot of like woods that surround this town outside. Hey, right, perfect. So all we need to do is figure out the other other ingredients. So we need to go. We need to go talk to Holly Jolly and Jolly Holly to see if they know the final ingredient. Because if this thing's shaking, it's probably ready to be birthed. I'm gonna be honest. I, you know, I don't. I don't mean to speak out of turn, but I'm pretty excited to meet meet our God. And I, you know, I don't because like it's still like not fully morning yet. Because this was like midnight or not like midnight, but like closer. Yeah, it's like two or three in the morning. Yeah. So I, you know. It's up to y'all if you want to go back to bed, but I, I'm too I'm too pumped to. Yes, <laughs> y- yes, yes, yes. That's that's true. We don't know the, the the final final ingredient. Yeah, so I'm too I'm too pumped to try to go back to sleep. I'd love to go talk to to Holly Jolly and Jolly Holly. Um, real fast. It's like I have a kiss mark burned into my forehead, right? Oh yeah. We haven't really paused and talked about it. Yeah, it's been pretty chaotic, but all of you do see this burned-in kiss mark on Clark's forehead. Yeah, I, I, I would not have said anything about it because I know that um, I've already gotten in trouble for requesting and asking questions but not being told to, so. <laughs> Clark, what's on your head? I do thaumaturgy and my eyes light up and I describe my dream where the Shining God, I get, or like a representative of the Shining God, kissed my forehead. And I ask if anyone else has had any prophetic dreams or any, any kind of unusual dreams in the night. No. Yeah, I, I look at uh, I, I look and say uh, a dog was finally nice to me. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> Clark doesn't respond to that. Sunshine's just kind of like looking around frantically. I also want to. So Clark said that the egg was like conjuration as well. Like, does it does does it seem like at all like could could I like investigate or like I feel like insight isn't the right way, but just kind of like see like what I sense if this is if this isn't some sort of like illusion, like if this is the real deal again, like it feels so far it feels very real to sunshine, but like with with the 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 like description, hey, does this seem yeah like like the right thing? Yeah, I'd say that'd be an arcana check. 22. Damn. Yeah, yeah, this is real. This is the real deal right here. Sunshine, smart. 
And this is a lot of energy that's coming from this egg. You can tell there are tons upon tons of miniature spells that are going off constantly inside this egg. Whatever creature is inside there, it is more complex than you could even fathom. Everyone, this is it. This is this is it. This is what we what we're here for. We have to we have to hatch it. We have to hatch it. We have to hatch it. I know. We have to go. Let's go back and get a yes. pine branch. Yes. Should we do the thing yes. here? Because this seemed like a reasonable place to do the thing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I think that that well is too narrow to get this forty foot tall egg out of. Uh, so we should do the ritual here at the egg. Yeah. Or is that? Can I see the book? See, that's the thing. Whenever I jumped in the water, I could tell it was shining, and that led me to the shining god. And so, this is their divine will to be birthed here. Can I? Can I see the the book, the the text of rituals, the Clark? I, I open it. Let's all look at it. I don't want to hand it over to you. I'm like weirdly protective of it, but I open it up. How many of y'all are literate and can read? I look at it and I'm I'm very clearly looking at it from upside down and I'm I'm gesturing like I can read it. Um, I can't. I'm I'm very <laughs> illiterate. Sunshine can definitely read it. I kind of kneel down just a little bit so Sunshine can also read and I open it up and, and Bardo, like let's all look at it. Yes, yes. What well, I mean, it should have some of the details we need for this, right? Is there like a bookmarked page? Like, we aren't just supposed to have the book in, in with us, and that's it. So flipping through this book, it's actually really well laid out. They have a table of contents. Everything's just been indexed. It's really nice. And you go through just so many useless rituals, like how to grow hair on the bottom of your feet, or do you want to be able to smell the multiverse, or, uh, you know, maybe you want to change the color on your duvet. You only have to kill three people to do <laughs> it. And you finally make it to the part where it says, So, you want to birth an outer god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Imagine having this book just on your bath in your in your bathroom or somewhere just forever and never really thinking about birthing an elder god. <laughs> I didn't think it would be under the and, S's. Just always kind of skip that chapter, you know? No, I mostly have it for the recipes. So you're finally combing through this ritual, and it seems pretty straightforward. Like, try to be as close as you can to the egg. A little bit of distance is okay. Uh, do not use soy milk. For some reason, we have found that soy milk is incredibly difficult to use for rituals that involve anything from the far realm. Really, anything soy-based is bad. And then you get to the next part, like talks about needing a fresh pine tree branch. And you get to the last one where it says what is required is a heart filled with sorrow and there's a little marker beside it with different writing saying literal or figurative well how could it be literally full of sorrow a concept maybe it means sparrow yeah just put just just shove it in there we have to get a heart full of sparrows no that seems wrong so we need a heart full of sorrow so we need somebody we either need a sad person's heart, or we need a heart with a sparrow in it. <laughs> it can go either way. Now, does this ritual say anything about having too many extra ingredients? Because, like, we could... Because there's a couple of hearts that are just laying back there in the pool. We could just throw a couple up here and see if that makes it do. I am going to speak out very 
very strongly against doing the ritual wrong. <laughs> What's I'm saying? Does it say that you know what happens if we if we ha- just as a as someone with like a very basic but competent level of magical understanding? Let's not do it intentionally wrong. What happens if we have you know too many extra? I'm not saying intentionally, but I'm saying we could just hedge our bets and have a couple of hearts. Yeah, the amount of hearts. Like it says, a heart full of sorrow. But if we have like one heart full of sorrow and then one that was full of joy that like wanted to be here, like is, does does Sunshine have enough of an understanding of like magical like rituals or anything to know? Like, because I'm all I'm all about trying as many hearts as we can get. Yeah, you definitely know you can overcharge a spell and bad things can happen. Rut row. <laughs> But, you know, it's never a bad thing to have extra ingredients on hand. Yeah, because I'll say this, because as we all know, I was in the Great War, and um, the one one thing that definitely, you know, makes people very sorrow-filled is killing everybody they know. I saw a lot of people really sad when I did that. So if we killed everyone in this town except for one person, granted, it's not murder because it's for the Lord. So if we kill everybody uh, for the Lord, except for one person, you know, they would have a very sorrowful heart. And then we could guarantee that it's got, you know, a, a lot of juice for the, for, for, for the Lord. And that's what we need. Like a juicy heart. What about one of the parents whose children just died? Ooh, we could kill the Ooh. other one, too. So it's double. Like, so it's a, a like little insurance. Even more full of sorrow. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, so, so I just look to Clark and I hold up my sword and go, "Do you want me to go kill one of them and bring the other one?" We should probably talk to the um, Holly Jolly and Jolly Holly to see if they know more specifics of the rituals to make sure we don't get it wrong. But I feel like either parent would be would work if they just lost a child, assuming that they love their child, which most people do. They'd be very sad regardless of whether we killed their spouse or not, right? I'm saying they'll be extra sad. You need it to be full <laughs> of it. And they, like I said, one thing I... That's true. One thing I learned in war is if someone has a partner, you should kill them in front of the other one. We have to find the saddest one. Yeah. <laughs> this... <laughs> this is embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> you, you guys are going to laugh at this. Um, so I had a dream that the sac- I had to sacrifice somebody, and I was absolutely going to sacrifice one of you guys. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> I, I, was this for the Lord? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hold a sword. I hold my own sword up to my throat and say, okay. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, that's what's so embarrassing is that I didn't know it had to be full of sorrow. Like you were like glad to give your life for the Lord. So, um, <laughs> oh, I feel really bad now that I can't do it for the Lord, but <laughs> if I did it for the Lord, that would then make me happy. So the mm. sorrow would, okay. I got an idea. I think. I think me and Sunshine should be on sad parent duty. And then the <laughs> other two of you, you go talk to Holly Jolly and Jolly Holly to double check and also pick up some milk. And then someone just grab a tree branch. Sunshine, when I asked you if you'd had any dreams, you said no. Any prophetic dreams? Yeah, I was lying. Because I was going to sacrifice you. <laughs> you were going to sacrifice me? Because <laughs> I thought... I, I thought Cyrus 
would be too easy. Sorry, I thought Celeste. it was like kind of a trick. I was gonna go. I was probably gonna go you first, then Bardo, then Cyrus, because I knew Cyrus was gonna do it anyways. I I cast thaumaturgy and I scream, "How, How dare, dare you!" In a, in a booming voice, super pissed. Can you can you roll to intimidate? Just not just to like see like how. I, I got a three, so you're probably gonna intimidate. It's very easy so, to like, intimidate <laughs> goblins. It is. Oh pff, well, I got a four. Oh, luckily, short. <laughs> you're just taller than. Hold her. on, what's That's your it. modifier? Yeah, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'm very intimidated. I I am apologizing <laughs> profusely. How dare you lie to a vessel of the shining god? Like I said, just like booming thunderous in the cavern. I hold my sword to Sunshine's neck and I look to Clark for approval. I, sh- I shake my head. I like, no. Nah, and then I like kind of call off how dramatic it is because I'm getting Cyrus too revved up to kill people <laughs> with it. Sunshine spits and like snarls, but like in, in a way that like, you know, like the, the wolves, like the, the wolf who just <laughs> lost the fight. You know how the wolf who just <laughs> lost the fight growls and like, or whatever. And I want to point out when Cyrus... When Cyrus gets, uh, uh, like, spit in his face, you can tell if people spit on him so much that he's just used to it. He didn't even flinch. <laughs> God. <laughs> kind of makes everyone else a little sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Bardo? <laughs> Cyrus, you gotta have some self-respect. <laughs> Jeez. I approve of us going from here to go get the rest of the things we need before the egg spoils, because I won't like... I'm not into that. But... I do want to know what your pitch is going to be to the grieving widow. Or are you just going to kidnap him? Oh, kidnap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not like, you know, we it's we have to sacrifice them, right? No, I'm full. I just wanted to make sure that this wasn't going to be a debacle like last time when you asked them to be human sacrifices and it didn't... <laughs> Well, yeah, because Clark said to do it nicely, and Sunshine and I, you know, we like to follow orders like the Lord wants. I mean, like you'd think, like the shine, it's a, it's a good pitch. Yeah. I mean, Talos clearly is, is a lesser god. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't they want to be part of a greater purpose? No, they're just sacrificing themselves to Talos anyway. Yeah, I will also because, you know, normally we ask people because, you know, plenty of people want to serve serve the Lord. Like, look at me. I would if if I could kill myself with a sad heart, I would do it. But me killing myself would make me too happy. It's a catch 22. Yeah. So, I mean, you just can't win, can you? Yeah, you can't win. So that's the thing. We need them to be. So we're not going to ask them. We're going to kind of tell them. I guess we could also to really make sure to uh, make sure that they're special, especially sorrowful. We can talk about their dead kids to them first. I mean, like, will they? So I don't want fear to taint the sorrow. You know, like I want them mm. to like maybe like at the at the end, like we could bring the both down here, maybe, and then kill one in front of them and then kill them. Ooh, but, like, yeah. Like double sorrow. Should we talk to Holly Jolly and Jolly Holly just to make sure? Like, I don't know if we need to kill them in front of the egg, or get, we, if we could just kill them in the house and take their heart down, that's easier. Like, I don't know. Or if they just have to stand here. Yeah, they could just stand here. And then the thing eats it. I don't know. Yeah, but, oh, that's not fun. Yeah, but if there's one thing I learned in war, whenever you break into <laughs> someone's house and make them do things, it makes you feel like a real person. 
Cyrus, are you questioning my judgment? Oh, no, I just was just trying to talk about my experiences <laughs> in war and how, you know, but, but, I, but that's true. So let's go. We'll, we'll do whatever you want, Clark. If y'all just want to go for it and see what happens if we just go grab somebody. I mean, I let's yes, let's go pick up a branch and get and talk to these talk to uh, Holly Jolly and Jolly Holly, which is really it's very, very convenient that they were partnered together. I mean, well, they're <laughs> twins. Yeah, like actually, it was a necessity, really. Oh, well, who are we gonna put him with? Well, not Steve. <laughs> no, Steve's a farmer. This, this is Jolly Holly and Steve. Yeah, that's not that's not a duo. Um, yeah, now let's go talk to them. Sounds like our uh, yeah, their our moral center. All right. So who's on parent duty and who's on talk to the other cultist duty? Parent duty. Yeah. Are we splitting up? Or are we going as a group? Because I vote for parent duty for Sunshine and, and Cyrus. I'll say ultimately it's up to Clark, whatever whatever Cyrus does. Um, well, I think we need to get the information first. We could do Pine Branch duty and prisoner duty. I just, I don't want to screw up the ritual. It's very important we complete the ritual the way the Shining God wants us to. I think we should go talk to Holly Jolly and Jolly Holly as a team. Because it's good to be together. So I can see everyone. Then <laughs> make sure Sunshine isn't gonna kill one of us. I, we could just go. Sunshine and Sunshine and Cyrus can go get a tree branch, and y'all can go do talking. Would you actually go get a tree branch, or would you go try to kill the family? Now is this being asked in game or out of game? <laughs> in game. <laughs> I I would be going to go get the tree branch. You're not lying to me, are you? No, why would I lie? I love serving the Lord. Because, yeah, the shining God will know if you're lying. And if you wrong him. Okay, so I got a 19 in deception, because I do love the Lord, but I love <laughs> senseless murder of civilians more. Because I have, uh, so, yeah, so I got a 19 on deception. So roll for insight? Yep. I don't think I'm going to make, oh, yeah, that's a 14. Oh, I believe you. Yeah, and so I and I look at I look at Sunshine and I'm just like, so yes, let's go get a tree branch. Yes, I wanted to kill the family. Nope, tree branch, and then I do like a really <laughs> slow wink. Yes. Okay. Tree branch. So the swim's nice. <laughs> um, how long does that rope last? Um, it like goes oh an hour. Like, time-wise, it's an hour. Length-wise, it's 60 feet. So you go over to this rope. It has about 20 minutes left, and you all get out of here pretty easily. And looking around this little town square, you see there's still a few little candles that are lit here and there in people's windows. A couple of the lanterns outside are still going. You see some people are outside talking near Marvin's, and you actually see two armor-clad figures one man is quite tall. He has grayish skin, some tattoos on him, a large sword on his back, and you could tell he's a Goliath. And the woman beside him has this blonde hair. She has these faintly glowing blue tattoos on her, and it looks like she's an Azamar. Uh, do I recognize them, being from here? No, they don't look like they're from around here, but the armor that they're both wearing, it looks like it has some sort of uniform to it, so they're either guards or mercenaries. Ooh, I was hoping people would be asleep uh, this late at night, but uh, they're not. 
I mean, you did just do a bunch of booming voice stuff and screamed at everybody like 20 minutes ago. What? Like in an underwater cavern past a bunch of murals. Yeah, you all were down there in that well for like 40 minutes. Talthea still hasn't come back out. So it looks like there's just, you know, some people that are worried about the situation. <sighs> Not everyone is here, though. Like, the most people are gone. It's just like these two people talking to Marvin outside his place. And uh, two guards look like they're talking to Olivia just outside the sheriff's station. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to, like, as soon as we get out of the well, I'm going to make my way uh, just to the forest. To start cutting down tree branches. I'll follow Cyrus. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty close. There are damn near trees on every angle around this place aside from the ocean. Pretty much what I'm doing is I'm going and like just... I'm not... Because I know the instructions say a newly formed pine tree branch. But I'm just going to... As soon as we get out of eyesight, the first pine tree I see, I'm going to snap off a branch... And then we're going to start beelining towards those sad parents' house. <laughs> okay, Hilo. Hi. So you snap off a branch, and you just shove it into your bag, and then the two of you are quickly running to a collection of houses nearby. Sunshine is, like, riding on Cyrus's, like, like gripping on Cyrus's back and, like, riding him, like, piggyback ride. Yeah, and <laughs> as we're walking there, I do just say to Sunshine, I'm like, all right, so I know that I'm pretty sly, but I didn't know if you picked this up. We're going to go kill the parent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, question, though. Do either of you know where the parents are? Nope. No. Okay, perfect. <laughs> We're just going to try to find sad people. All right, so you two run off into the night. Over to Bardo and Clark. You two are outside this well. You're dripping wet. People have seen you, but nobody's coming over to talk to you yet. It looks like they're all still pretty engaged in what they're doing. So, you know, I was a young miscreant. Would I have been arrested for petty crimes and have, like, a vague idea of how the jail is set up? Yeah, we can say that, you know, you got into a little bit of trouble. Like, maybe got into a scrap or got too drunk and were put in there for the night. You know there are two cells in that station, and they both have windows pointing into the alleyway. Mm-hmm. That's, what I was, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, and you know there's an alleyway between the sheriff's station and the general store, and then there's just some houses that are behind the sheriff's station. Um, I would love for me and Bardo to try to sneak sort of the back way into the alley and just try to talk to them through the window. Sure. I will need stealth checks from the both of you. And you shall have them. <laughs> oh, f- natural 20 plus 3. Oh, wow. And I show up with a 22. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, wow. No way. It's amazing. So the two of you are going and just confidently pick up a little bit of the glass from Sunshine's Broken Vial and you toss it off in the opposite direction. And the three guards, like the two sher- uh, the two guards and the sheriff, they just suddenly turn to attention and it, like classic video game style, they say, there's something over there. <laughs> and they all just start walking. It's incredibly uniform. They start glitching out a bit, doing circles around each other. One ends up on a roof and comes back down again. Oh no, they're clipping through the, the, the jail. So you make it to the alleyway between the guard station and the general store. You see there are two barred windows in the alley, and they're about seven feet up. 
How how tall is Bardo? Bart Bardo is a largely generic half elf, so we would say, having not thought about it yet, six footish. Okay. Do you want to? One of us just sort of like gives the other a leg up to peek in the window. This is entirely a reasonable plan. Since it's only seven feet, that's not super. I'm pro- I mean, Clark is probably like five eight or something. Well, let's uh, let's get. Yeah, we'll do rock, paper, scissors for the boost, and then do that. I don't know how you rock, paper, scissors with dice, so Bardo loses. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Clark, you get boosted up, and you're gripping onto these bars, and looking into this sheriff station, it's just like how you remember it. You see there are these two cells that are here at the back. Over at the side, you see there's like a desk, a little incense burner. It looks like it just finished up not too long ago. There's like some basic living stuff because the sheriff does live here as well. And you see that there is these two gnomes that are in this cell just as happy as can be. And they have just so many games of X's and O's surrounding them that are just written in chalk. (laughs) I look at them and I whisper, praise be to the shining god. Hey, ah, praise be. How are you? Praise be to the shining God. The other one's like, praise be. <laughs> How's it going? I say hello. So cute. Holly Jolly and Jolly Holly. I need information on the ritual. Oh, wow. That's so amazing. What do you need to know? What? What is? We're going to die in two days. It, what? <laughs> yeah, they're going to execute us. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah, 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 that's, um, that's great, but, so, like, the third item, I'm just basically ignoring the fact that they're gonna die, I don't, if they don't seem distraught, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care either. So for the, the third item, can you tell me more about the Sorrowful Heart? Like, the, it, it's not very specific in the book, I found the book! You know, praise be. <laughs> praise be. Praise be. Praise be to the Shining God. Jolly Holly looks to Holly Jolly and says, Well, I think that you need to have a heart, rip it up. Just from a real sad person and slap it down and use it. And Holly Jolly is like, no, 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 no. You need an actual sad person there. And they need to be standing there for the ritual. So you don't, you don't agree on, you don't agree on what it is? Maybe it's both. Yeah, maybe it's both. But it, Literal and figurative. But we, as we all know, you can overcharge a spell. What if doing both is, is... You can. Wow. Uh... Clark is disappointed. <laughs> Do you think that's what happened when we accidentally summoned that night god? Do you think it's because we used soy milk? Maybe. Don't use... How dare you do... I, I, like, spit on the ground. I'm like, you sully the name of the of the shining god <laughs> using soy milk. Disgusting. <laughs> Clark, yes, Clark, yes. Clark. Yes, Bardo. Clark, will you ask them if those are their real voices? Are, are those your real voices? Holly Jolly and Jolly Holly. Maybe. Maybe we stole them. Maybe we ripped them out of two people and put them into our vocal cords. Oh, hmm. You ready to go, Clark? Um, is there anything else that we should ask him? Uh, did, uh... Do these guys seem like they know anything? No, but they did summon a night gaunt. Do you have any food? <laughs> We're starving. Um, I do. I, like, reach into my bag and throw them some rations. Don't tell, don't tell the guards I was here, right? Hide those, or eat them, whatever. Okay. Praise be. Praise be. Praise be. Praise be to the shining god. 
Raised B. Raised B. I get down. Hey, you just hear them eating on the other side. You can't put an X there. <laughs> okay, so I see why they may have gotten the ritual wrong. You think, you know, we should, like, we, I guess, you know, the higher-ups didn't send the best, our best men to a very important mission. Um, I, Clark shakes his head. Whatever, let's go find Cyrus and Sunshine. It was weird, because we weren't doing anything last week. Yeah, we, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I like it, Bardo. I'm like, I'm not saying our group is the, the best. You know what, you're right. Well, the Church of the Shining God, like, I've been trying to implement this at our work, but they won't let me. But I feel like in cults, they want to keep people happy. So they do two-week sprints with one-week rest because you want your people re-energized and invigorated and very productive. That is pretty cool. That's one of the perks. Yeah, like you have your scrum every morning, but really, it's just to talk to all your coworkers and see how they're doing. It's nice. <laughs> you know how the Shining God loves work-life balance. Mm -hmm. yeah. Praise be. Praise B. Praise B. Oh, no. um, do you want to go? <laughs> no, shit. We have to get further away from the window. <laughs> yeah, Gnome's have an amazing uh, sense of hearing. It's uh... <laughs> We're so lonely. <laughs> yeah, we know. It's for reasons. See you later. Bye. Bye. I mean, they'll probably be sad in a day or two, right? They're, I think they're they're excited to die. They're too stupid to to write. Right. Yeah, Clark makes a face that's like, yeah, I know what you're... I'm not going to say it out loud, but yeah, it's a certain <laughs> cult members have just... are just uh, not the brightest. Um, they know how to pick them. Look, we're a very accepting group. I just wish we had allocated the teams a little differently. Anyway, let's go find Cyrus and Sunshine and see if they have screwed us over with incompetence or malice. As we go over to Cyrus and Sunshine, you two are just having your casual stroll. Well, I, I, I want to ask this, if I could use this. It's not necessarily what it's used for, but it kind of is in the wheelhouse. So I have Divine Sense, where I can sense, like, great good or evil, and I was wondering if I could try to use that to just to feel how sad these, uh, these you know, <laughs> parents are, these reverse orphans. <laughs> Reverse orphans. Reverse orphans. Yeah, that's what a that's what a parent is when they're mourning. Mm. Mm hmm. Oh my god. Okay, I, I do like this. Let me just read presence of a strong evil. Um, I like how the definition of the thing is shorter than the thing and already in common usage. Yeah, it's real nice. Listen, words don't matter. I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but I fuck words up every day. <laughs> I don't know if it's a DM's role or what. Mm -hmm. We're saying so many goddamn words and spinning up this big story. Like <laughs> you can't expect us to. You can't expect us to pay attention to everything we say. Yeah, you can't expect us to remember English. Joel, did you pay Lucas to say this? <laughs> Actually, like, I'm like, I, see, it's not just like a conspiracy. Me. It's like, okay, let's get Paul and Lucas in the same room, and then Lucas is going to be like, well, it's actually not. You shouldn't be <laughs> rude to your GM. You shouldn't like like be, be mean about the words they say, because it's hard to remember lots of words. Listen, I've listened to so many actual play podcasts lately, because uh, like I put out this post, I was like, hey, if you're a small actual player, I'll listen to your show and review it, just post it here. And I'd say like 90% of DMs, you just hit that point where it's like, and the fucking thing you stand on, the, 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 and people are like, the floor? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you know, like it's just it, you lose. Or the, the, or the top of the arm, hypothetically. Yeah. It's like the all, it's all. It's it, like a they cut big... off some of their toe fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I heard the other day, the guy was going, "Yeah, it changes the stone into a rock." And I was like, "Wait, what?" Is it? Oh no, wait, shit. Yeah. Is there usually a Paul? There's always a Joel, but is there usually a Paul? Yeah, yeah. There's always one. There's always there's one always person call. to mm-hmm. call out the DM. Be like, "Wow, I noticed you just suck at English." <laughs> Keeps us on our toes. Look, it's a it's a part of the dynamic. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's one of the reasons Joel asked me on. And then there's always the kind members that ignore it. Well, we have two of those sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Although Shelby, I appreciate that we're feuding, but that you <laughs> took up for me, and that will not go unforg- unforgotten. <laughs> will not go whatever. See, it happens yeah. to the best of us. And also me. <laughs> anyway, how's how's our dragonborn ball. and goblin murder squad doing? And can he sense? He can he use divine sense to see how sad people are? That's sad parents. So you start reaching out for reverse orphans. And you are having a hell of a time because this whole area is just filled with otherworldly energy. And it's just like the radio is all static sort of thing. And you're also getting a weird sense of aberrations coming from the ocean. Mm. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I, I'm not really getting... I look to, I look to Sunshine, but I'm not really getting too much. It seems like everyone here... Uh, is either some kind of god or everyone's sad, so who knows? Uh, do you do you have any ideas? Do you have like any go- goblin sense? Like if I cry and you smell my tears, can you like track down someone else's tears? Uh, uh, Cl- Cyrus, we've talked about this. That's really racist. You can't just say things like that. There's no such thing as goblin sense. That's like we've we've known each other for a good amount of time. You you you've said that like probably about once a fiscal quarter like i i shouldn't have to keep reminding you that's okay that is that is on that is on me i just you know i'm just kind of grasping the straws to really hey hey cyrus can i ask your opinion yeah what's up uh who do you think is the most intelligent amongst us oh amongst us well obviously it's going to be clark because they have the the intelligence to, to to be chosen by the divine uh to be spoken to oh. so okay yeah, so, like, hypothetically, if I saw, like, in my dream, like, a ritual for a portal where I needed to sacrifice someone highly intelligent during a large ritual in a magical place such as the one that we just found, uh, you'd say, like, Clark is the most intelligent? Oh, for sure, yeah. Only the most intelligent uh, are, have the ability to even open their mind up to to the shine. That's what Clark already tells me. If I, he's, Clark always says... It always says, Cyrus, if you weren't so fucking stupid, maybe God would talk to you. And then they spit on me. Um, and, and, that's, and that's just like, and that's just how they say hello. So obviously if Clark is the one who can speak with God, uh, I, I really think that that makes them the smartest. Uh, are you trying to say, wait, are you telling me that, that, the, that the shining God is, is finally ready to receive Clark? Cyrus, I might think so. Oh my, you son of a bitch, you did it again. This is, this is, this is a big, I, I, I don't want to ruin the surprise, though. Oh no, I, I love this, I love this. I really think, this is perfect, yeah, so, okay, so this is what we do. We get, we get the sad parents, and uh, I think for good measure, let's, uh, I don't know, I'm feeling a little saucy. What if we bring 
bring one down, and then after we kill the other one, we make sure to grab their heart too. And then maybe if we want to, just go ahead and kill a few more people on the way if they're just, you know, just kind of minding their own business. That makes it really good. Uh, and then, yeah, and I got this tree sap, and we can, and then, and then we'll, uh, mm-hmm. we'll make sure that Clark is uh, ready to meet God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally can't, it can't hurt if we kill as many parents as we can find. Yeah, we should definitely kill as many parents as we can find. What are your passive perceptions, Sunshine and Cyrus? A passive of eleven. Well. So, Sunshine, you, you guys are walking, and it's just a nice night out. You know, it's one of those beautiful nighttime walks. Mm-hmm. But then something catches your eye. You see a poster that's just, you know, off on a, a pole. And you catch the name Wanted, Cyrus Blackscale. <laughs> so you march over there, and it looks old, like faded. Like, this has been here for a while. And you see Wanted for the slaughter of the entire 12th Regiment and entertainers for the entire 12th Regiment. And there's actually a weird amount of detail on this poster. It says... Uh, Cyrus Blackscale was performing a sword dance when he pointed his sword to the sky uh, to the song Wake Me Up Inside by Evanescence. (laughs) No one seemed to really appreciate this. And you're guessing he probably just killed them all as a result. Like, honestly, like, as a person and as a player, that does not surprise me <laughs> one bit. Like, any 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 part of my character or my being is not surprised by that. I, I would be surprised if Cyrus didn't know. Um, I, 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 <clears throat> hey, hey, Cyrus, uh, you ever been here before? I kind of look around. Do I recognize it? And, and while I look around, do I see the poster? You don't recognize this area, but you do see the poster because Sunshine is standing at it. Yeah, I kind of look at it and I go, no, but that is weird that there's a mirror in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Cyrus. I, I've been, I've been, oh, man. My, my, my dude, that, that's, that's just a regular poster. That's just a drawing. What do you, well, what, what's all, what's all those squiggles on it? Did somebody, is somebody like try to draw a bunch of me's and then they didn't make it right? Uh, so, okay, so, uh, this is, like, kind of, this is, well, I guess it's not that hard to explain. You remember, like, one time, you, 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 you're a big fan of, like, Evanescence, right? Oh, yeah, oh, of course, and then, like, I move up a, I move up, like, one of my scales, and you can see my Evanescence tattoo that's next to my Shining God tattoo. True, like, we all, we all love Evanescence, like, incredible uh, performers. Um, have you ever murdered, like, a large crowd of people because they didn't respect uh, your appreciation of uh, Evanescence? Now, are you asking if I've done this only once or if I've done it multiple times? <laughs> uh, personally, here, here, uh, here, specifically. I'm- Specifically here, like any, I mean, like I, I'm just, I'm not, I don't, I don't know about anywhere else, but like specifically here. Have you done that here, here, like right here, like uh, hypothetically? I don't remember specifically doing it right here per se. I do remember doing it multiple occasions, but I don't know about here. So maybe I did or didn't. So, so like statistically, like likely is what you're saying. Okay, well, I don't know. Statistically, let's see. And I pull out like a little list, and it's just a bunch of check marks. And I go, so there's, what is this, 14 <laughs> check marks on here. And I think each check mark does mean, yes, that they did not like it, so I had to kill everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I've done it 14 times. I mean, that's, that's only fair. That's only fair. 
Um, okay. Um, how much, uh, Lucas, how much is the, the bounty? And like, what's, what's, what's this for? Yeah, 1,500 gold uh, wanted by the Waterdeep authorities. Okay, are, are like, ah, I like you more than 1,500 gold. <laughs> Clark and Bardo, you are walking up the street, and this is like kind of like the edge of this little town. You see there are tons of flower signs and everything that says, like, our condolences, they will be missed, and it's all outside this house. And you see standing outside this house looking at a poster <laughs> is... Uh, uh, Cyrus and Sunshine, and they're just really in this conversation. Do we notice them behind us, or are we just engrossed in the... No, you're really into this. Yeah, I turn to Bardo, I'm like, okay, well, clearly this is the house, right? It's pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah, great job, guys. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I turn around, I'm like, oh, yeah, and then I, like, reach in my bag, and I'm like, I got a stick, and so, yep. We did it! And we didn't, we didn't kill any parents yet. <laughs> Just like we were supposed to. Yeah, no, but you found them. Good job. W- what do you mean we found? Oh, and then I... <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's really great that you guys followed through on the first plan and then didn't overstep yeah. the boundary, but did still make a second, a second effort at the, at, the re- at the bigger picture. And I take down the, uh, I take down the wand post and I show it to Clark and Bardo. I go, look, a mirror. <laughs> I'm hideous. I tr- I try to explain him. It's it's not we we've we've been over this before. Just, it's, we'll just it's not the first wanted poster we've seen for him. <laughs> You've probably seen many of these, Clark. He's got a whole collection of mirrors. I look at the bounty to see how high it is, and I see it's fifteen hundred. I'm like, okay. It's gone up by about five hundred gold since you last saw it. I, <laughs> I love that everyone's looking at it as like, is it worth it? <laughs> uh. <laughs> You're sitting on a little nest egg here. I mean, not until we got a we got a ritual to do here. I'm not I'm not as punchy as other members of the party, and we kind of need them. Um, how new is the branch that Cyrus has? Does it look like it would be good for the ritual? Um, it looks like it's alive, but it's not very new though. Mm. I I look at him with judgment in my eyes. Oh, I, I, I dropped down to the ground so fast to grovel at your feet that, uh, that like, sunshine stays propelled in the air for a split second like a cartoon before they come falling down behind me. Like a road, wily yeah. coyote kind of thing? I, like, point to a baby pine tree near us, and I'm like, just get, it's right there. There's, like, there's a lot of them that are very young, just get... I, gra- I grab Come a couple on. just to be safe, and I immediately just, like, grab from the base, and so I just have, like, a, a couple of, like, like sprouting pine trees, like, shoved into my bag where there's just dirt falling out. I mean, that's good. We can rip it off right at the yeah. egg. And then I stand up, and I point to the house of the uh, reverse orphans, and I go, let's go kill some parents. <laughs> no, no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Kidnap. You see suddenly light pops out of the window of this place. It looks like someone just lit a candle. Oh, see? That's the Shining God telling us that they're in there. And I make my way inside. Okay. Yeah, all right. We should go. We should go now. The door isn't locked because it's a small town. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Mistake they always make. Locks are expensive. So you're about to go in, and there's this person coming out with a candle, and he looks over at all of you. Oh my god, what are you doing trying to come into my house? And I just look at him and go, now how sad are you? What? 
Okay, back it up. Sandra, stay in there. Who are you people? I'm gonna roll intimidation. I got a 15 plus five, so I got a 20, non-natural. And I look at it again, I go, I'm sorry. I just asked you a question. Now, how sad are you? Oh my god. He quickly like comes forward, he closes the door, like he's he's on the side with you. Sandra, get, get out of here. I don't know. What are, who are you people? What have we done to you? Sunshine, watch the back door. That one looks pretty sad. Watch the back door, Sunshine. Oh. And I scramble to the back door and like guard it. Yeah, and I look to I look at I look at Clark and go, I think he's pretty sad. Yes, I think he is. What? Of course I'm sad. My kids just died. What the hell do you people want? Um, do would, do any of us have like sleep or any kind of spells like that? I definitely don't. I just nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. All of mine is useless garbage. <laughs> I also got garbage. Well, I, I guess you're asking this out of game. So my response is a funny end game thing. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I would know what spells y'all have if we've been traveling with each other or generally. I feel like, so Minor Illusion couldn't conjure an image of this person's uh, deceased child, could it? Well, you'd need to know what they look like, so you could make like a generic child. I don't. I'd probably not do it like right in front of them. I could do like a bastardization of a child. I'll try it. I'll do like a, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna roll for it to see how, how like messed up it looks. Oh. Oh, all humans look the all human children look the same. Is that it, Sunshine? Oh, wait a minute. So, and this is the this is the husband, right? And the wife is inside. Yeah. I look at Clark and go, Clark, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it the man or the woman that has the uh, has the has the young ones for humans? The, the, the woman. But they the, we we both raise raise our children, Cyrus. It's. Well, I'm talking about because, like, the real bond is between the mother and the child. This man doesn't know the depths of sadness that a mom could feel. And so I say... That's really presumptive. It's very presumptive. They're both very sad, I bet. I'm just trying to say, if we want the most sad one, this dude looks like he's a bit more fearful, so maybe we kill him to make her extra sad. Hold well, we just, you just started screaming at him. I want them to prove how sad they are. You leave my wife alone. Get out of here, you monsters. Well, I look at him, and I, I do thaumaturgy. Uh, and my eyes glow, and I say, we, we come in the name of the Shining God. Would you like to commune with the spirit of your children? The spirits of your children. Roll a persuasion check with disadvantage, because he's been hearing <laughs> all this talk that you're saying in front of him. That's fair. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, as soon as Cyrus said kill, I was like, okay, let me try let me try something else. Let me try something else. Well, that's a seven. Maybe we should just kill it. So you can hear a lot of doors opening up and people are starting to come outside and they're all looking over at you. And you hear, Tom, who is this person? Or what are they doing? And he just shouts, I don't know, but they, <laughs> they keep talking about killing me and Sandra. I don't know what's going on. Bardo, seeing this is going badly, kinds of steps in. So, hi. We <laughs> represent a certain religious organization which has various tools at its disposal to provide you with an opportunity to commune with your recently departed loved ones. 
Now, we understand that we came on a little strong at the beginning, but that is because we require in our faith for people to be truly committed, and sometimes that is not something that you can have with a full reasoned mind, which is why we intend to terrify you and then ask you weird questions. It's all part of the faith. Show them the book, Clark. Did we get a book? I uh, bring out I bring out the book, and I raise it up, and I cast light on it, and it glows. A lot of people are just blind. They're like, oh my god, that's so bright. So you see why we follow this, why we do what the book says. Now, what we are offering you is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to commune with your lost children one last time. We would need you and your wife to, a, to accompany us for a very short period, possibly no much, no longer than this evening, and we can promise you a guarantee of your result of all your dreams come true, or we'll give you a thousand gold. You see this phone number going along the bottom of the screen. <laughs> Some little text saying, call now and get an additional Shining God pendant. Speak to an additional dead child free of charge if you act up. Hey, Bardo's prestidigitation all over the... Yeah, we got blips in the corner. We cut to commercial. And uh, here comes your persuasion check. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm quite good at this. That is going to be... 24. Jesus. Oh Bards. Bards do not play. Hey, I am a bard, and there is this is a very generous rolling. This is a very Ow. generous stat block. <laughs> so, this, this guy, his tears are streaming down his face. He's like, wait, what? You, you let me see my kid again? And you can hear the sound of armored boots as the two guards you saw before, as well as Olivia, come marching into this area, and the light from Olivia's axe just lights up this whole area. And you hear, are you, are you okay, Tom? What's going on? And he's looking over. I, honestly, I don't know. I'm, I'm really confused. <laughs> like, one part of this conversation is going really well but the other part is just it's so frightening <laughs> it's specifically involving that man there and he points over at Cyrus no that's fine we can make that go right away invisibility <laughs> am I invisible now yeah oh I'm like trying to look to Clark for what to do but Clark can't see me and then Clark's seeing right through me and all my greatest fears are coming through coming to true that like you know <laughs> Uh, so I'm trying, but you can hear me. I'm like, Clark, Clark, what do I do? I'm in front of you, Clark. Clark, do you see me? Clark, Clark. I, I put I put my finger in front of my lips like, shh, it's okay. Be quiet. There is no light illuminating you. You are just empty and hollow in this invisibility spell. I knew it was too good to be true waking up and having a single dog finally be nice to me today. <laughs> And, and to think, I, I said all my spells were useless garbage. <laughs> okay, uh, Tom, is everything okay? I guess. I, I don't know. I guess, like, if something's wrong, I'll, I'll shout. And Olivia just looks really cautiously at the other two guards. Okay, just let us know. And they just slowly start walking back to the town square. You see, a lot of the other people, too, are going back into their houses. The religious experience is often confusing at first, but it brings a deep calm with time. But not right now. Yeah, I don't feel very calm. I feel pretty distraught, honestly. Oh, sure. And that's why we're going to go help you commune with your loved ones. So how's that work? Is there like a one-time fee? Let's, let's, uh, yes. But 
because of the uh, because obviously you had a negative experience with our initial representative, uh, we want to waive that fee. Oh, that's pretty good. We just want to talk to you a little bit about the faith afterwards. So, but again, for, let's just let's get let's get to what we came here for. Okay. Um. Would you like to bring um, another sad person who lives here? No, I still really don't feel that safe. Um, I'm cool here, but my wife's just gonna stay inside. That seems fi- entirely fine. I I understand that, contrary to popular opinion, lots of people don't bond with their children. Woo-hoo! So let's cut over to Cyrus. So Cyrus, you are <laughs> sneaking on into the back. Yeah. You are invisible, just creeping <laughs> along. And of course, the back door's open. You slink on into this house. And uh, this is a fairly lovely home. Well, it, pro- it probably used to be. Yeah, you can see there is a few knocked over chairs mm-hmm. in this dining area. There's a, a room that looks like it goes to like a, a room with smaller beds. You see there is an empty liquor bottle that's on a table, and uh, there's a few things on the floor as you're going through. You find another room, you open up the door, and you see a frightened-looking woman on a bed. All right, so here's the question. Is my sword invisible with me since it was on my person? That's right. Okay, well, I, I don't want... I, I'm, I, hate, I hate not being seen, and it makes me feel alone. So what I really want to do... It's like, we got to get a sad heart. So I really want to murder this woman and take her heart. And then I want to pour <laughs> some of her blood on me so people can see me and know me uh, again. Okay, so you're going to attack? Yeah. Okay, roll the hit. I got a 22. Oh, God. Um, okay, yeah, you don't have to roll damage. This is a peasant, so they just die. That If I was a hunter, that would be my, my you know, my first, my first, you know, prey of choice. Uh, how hard are you doing this? Is it like a home run baseball swing, or is it like a quick stab trying to be stealthy? Well, I gotta cut her head off, and then I'm gonna like, cause you know, you know, I gotta make sure the heart's good. So I'm gonna cut her head off, so then I can then from the neck top rip open her rib cage in half to get access to the heart, and not have, cause I'm not trying to cut around it. You know, I gotta make sure the heart's good, and then I'm kind of also hoping that you know the blood covers me so once again I can be seen again by by Clark who is the eyes of the shining god so here's what happens you swing your sword it cuts the head off and the body hits the the bed and then falls into the ground and blood splatters on you and you are once more visible and there is blood all over ah see I knew this would work everyone else outside you're talking to tom and suddenly you see a splatter of blood on the window and you hear a thump and then another thump and then a relaxed (sighs) does tom see the the blood uh no he just says what was that sound oh oh i i didn't hear anything i'm sure it's just fine it's uh well we should probably get going yes that's important to commune soon that's our motto i'm just gonna go inside i just i need to be sure i'll I'll be right back okay this is a one-time offer sure your wife doesn't want to come with us no she seemed pretty clear about it i'll just be a minute you will never hear from your son again um i guess either uh deception or intimidation it already kind of has. That's not a great threat, Sunshine. 
I, I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay, Bardo, why do you got to criticize all the time? Hold on, so is he going back in? Oh, yeah. He's opening up the door right now. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, hmm. Keep in mind, not to... But, like, none of you knew that I did this. I just went around. Because you told me to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. You did, but we, we, we would have seen... Would we have seen the big splatter of blood? Yeah, you all, you all would have seen the blood splatter, but you wouldn't necessarily know. I mean, you can guess. You don't hear him panicking near you anymore. Barta leans over to Clark and says, Okay, so maybe Holly Jolly and Jolly Holly were as competent as other teams I could name <laughs> as a collective. Uh, he opens up the door. I, I um, cast command, and the command is uh, quiet. If he, I mean, he can see his wife. I don't want him screaming. I'm just try- going to try to stall for time. My spell save DC is 13. He fails it. So he opens up the door, and he goes to call out, and suddenly nothing's coming out of his throat. He clutches at his throat. He turns around furious, and oh, he so sees his door open, and he rushes forward, but he can only walk at a quiet pace because of what you've instructed. So messed up. Yes. I'm shoving. I'm motioning for us all to shove our way in, and we cannot let him alert the guards. Uh, I don't know if we uh, should kill him and just take two sorrowful hearts. Like I don't know what we're supposed to do. I will give each of you an action right now. Like think of it like bullet time. You each have six seconds to do something fast. I'm gonna tackle him. Yeah, my action is uh, ripping out his wife's heart. <laughs> I uh, okay. <laughs> See, I make these goddamn situations. Like I, I make these sad moments. I know what I'm doing, but like I just oh, I don't know why I put these in here. Um, sad. So uh, yeah. So that's what uh, Cyrus is doing. And what would you like to do, Bardo and Sunshine? Uh, Sunshine. Bardo. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to just stand there? You can. You don't have to do anything. Um, Vardo shuts the door behind him, at least as a starting point, because we, if, if yeah, if Chuck, if Chuck uh, yeah. Okay, and Sunshine, what would you like to do? I, I would like to cast a minor illusion and say in his voice, oh, no worries, everyone. Go back to bed. Nice. Okay, so the people who were eavesdropping in, because you know there were some, just seem to probably be satisfied by that. And Clark, roll me an attack roll. Oh, no, not one. Okay, so here's what happens. The illusion goes off as the door is closed, and Clark, you go running at this man. And you went to go block him as he's trying to go, because he's freaked out after hearing his own voice. And as you're running, you slip on this, like, toy car and fall (laughs) back. And you smash into this chair, taking one point of damage as it just breaks apart underneath you. And you look over just as Cyrus is coming out of there. So he sees Cyrus and he quickly dashes to the kitchen, grabs a knife, and just comes running back at you, Clark. And, ooh, okay, <laughs> I can roll good with you guys, but not my players, apparently. We deserve it. As a reaction, I can use a flash of light to impose disadvantage on an attack from a creature within 30 feet. Okay, if you'd like to do that, you totally can. 
I would. I want to freak him out even more at this point. Okay. He's blinded by a, a, a flash of radiant light. Okay, so he doesn't critical on you, but you do still take three points of damage as he stabs this steak knife into you. Ouch. So he's just trying to continuously stab at you, but you flash this light in his eyes and he's just thrown off as you're trying to push his body off of you. And so this light, it like lit up this area. Cyrus, just as you're coming out here, this heart in your hand, a bunch of blood on you, and you just see a good old fashioned tussle. Oh, wait, so this person's attacking Clark? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna use uh, Wrathful Smite on them. Do you have anything else other than the greatsword? No. And you're just swinging this with one hand then, I imagine, since you have the heart in the other? Yeah. Okay, I would say roll with disadvantage, because this is a two-handed weapon. Uh, I got a 13 with disadvantage. That's a hit. Right, and then since and because I'm smiting because you don't touch, you know, Clark is essentially the Lord. Uh, so let's see, I do nine base damage plus four, which would be thirteen, and then another d6 of psychic damage. Um, so I do seventeen damage. Yeah, you obliterate him. You were trying to maybe <laughs> preserve the heart, but no, it's. Oh, come on, where's just a paste in the corner now? Yeah, he just explodes and everyone is just covered in blood. We're all seen now. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And Clark, you grew up in this town. Uh, Like, you knew Tom, you knew Sandra, you didn't know their kids because you left before they had them. So this is all pretty surreal. I mean, like, should I go get that cup of milk? Yeah, I think we're ready. Yeah, we should start doing this now. We need to go like, like now. We should start doing it. I'll, 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 I mean, I'll just, I'll just go get the cup. I'll, I'll just run. I'll just run real quick and go get the cup of milk. Is that like? Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna point out real quick. So he was pretty sad and then got fearful and confused. She died just sad. She didn't even know I was here. So this is chock full of sadness. Mm-hmm. And I'm holding up her heart. Sunshine is already out the door running to go gather a cup of milk, still covered in blood. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Are you trying to hide it all, or are you just ripping open that door and running? I'm running. I'm going to go get the cup of milk. He could have he made you invisible. Oh, I can do that, too, but I... Mm. <laughs> all right, so you just open up this door, and those people are looking outside, and they just see this little sunshine just darting out there covered in blood. I smile and wave. So this door is slammed open, and it's just like a direct line of sight into where you guys are. Cyrus holding the heart, blood everywhere. And you can hear just out probably in one of the other houses, like a strangled scream, like someone tried to stop themselves from screaming, so you didn't know they were there. And Sunshine, you are just barreling. You make it into the town square, and you don't see anyone here. It's, I mean, it's like three or four in the morning. And you see this sign just swinging, saying Preston's Corner. Head right in. Uh, the door is locked. I miss you step in. Nice. 
All right, so you just form into mist, you go under the door. Thankfully, you know the layout in there, so you don't form into like one of the aisles. So you just run into the back. You quickly find an ice box. It's pretty easy to find with a lot of his baking supplies. And you see it's just filled with a bunch of different kinds of milk. So you just grab one of those bottles and start heading out. And I, I, I try to just run out, like scram scrambling. Like on, like on all of fours, even though I'm like bipedal, I like am like running. All right, so you quickly rush over to the door, unlock it, open it up, and start barreling back towards where everyone is. And everyone, you have about two minutes while Sunshine's doing all this. Uh, so you heard like the door slam open, the strangled scream, and you're all just in there. What would you like to do? Let's go to the well. I feel like this is going to start going badly soon. Yeah, I mean, I got, like I said, there's no, you know, these people, if they want to, you know, they had a chance when we first walked into town and told them to praise B, and they didn't do it, so I think that's on them. We were going to do this anyway. Clark, stand there for a second. Uh, cleans, uh, clean, I clean Clark and myself. Yes. Oh, with prestidigitation? Yep. I was going to ask about that, then I forgot. So you two are clean as a whistle. It looks like you just had a shower. You know what? We're going to, yeah, just do that all around. Okay, so you also do it to Cyrus? Uh, well, he actually will keep being invisible. Why? Well, I, I stopped being invisible as soon as I attacked. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. But I, in my head, it's not because the spell It's not because the spell went down. It's because my, my theory was right that if I uh, covered myself in blood of the, you know, of... <laughs> Of, of the heretics, I would uh, I would be seen <laughs> by my lord once more. I, I look at him, I'm like, Cyrus, the Shining God is always watching. All of his children. You, you need not feel far from him. Especially when they decapitate people. Yes, in his service. I know, I did it for the lord, and uh, so I, you know, should we go ahead and actually, you know what, I am gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to hand one of the fresh branches over to Clark, and then I'm going to take my bag and try to shove as much of the goo of the husband in the bag as I can in case I, in case there's a little bit mm. of heart in there still. Oh, that's... Uh, you can you can leave that. I already... I, by the time you talk... But at this point, it's going to be harder to take it out, you know? Okay, I'm... Was there a back door? Yes. We should probably leave out of that. Mm -hmm. That's why I went through to murder the wife. Chill, chill. Let, let's go to the well. Uh, did you? How many? Uh, do you want to be make some of us invisible, Ardo? Or I, uh, I can make one more of us invisible one time. So, while it seems like it might be simpler to have the person that was already invisible have remained invisible. <laughs> um. How about what if I take a tree branch and the heart? And I make a run for it, and Cyrus, if, I mean, I, obviously, I don't want you to get caught, but if you're already wanted, you could be a distraction for the Lord. What do you mean, wanted? I'm wanted by the Lord, and, and they want me to be down there to summon with, with you. Well, the Lord wants us to summon what's in that egg. The Lord has a purpose for all of us in bringing that to pass. See, now Clark and I, we can read the book, so we'll be important, we'll play an important role in doing the ritual. Well, I'm supposed to help Sunshine get Clark ready. Get Sunshine may already be dead. Hold on, help, help me get ready for what? Well, Sunshine told me that you're ready to go meet God and be with the Lord. Sunshine, you come in through the front door. 
I've got the milk. Let's go. Oh, fuck yeah. And then I start heading out. <laughs> I'm, I'm already running. Okay. You can all hear the sounds of a bell being rung, and it sounds like it's coming from the town square. Oh, that cannot be good. Oh, yeah, they're all ready to, they're all ready to meet the Lord. I'm going to run for the well. Okay. We're going. We're, we're hopping in. Yes. So you are all running. Your feet are flying down this street. You make it into the town square. You see a few of the citizens are talking to Olivia, who has this glowing axe out. Her eyes are going wide as they reveal what is happening. You see the two guards that are with her brandishing their weapons, and you see the symbols of Waterdeep is on their chest. Now they can actually take a good look. And uh, are you holding the heart in your hand, or did you hand that off? Uh, did you take it, Clark? Uh, I would have wanted to, depending on how much you were trying to hold on to it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, if Clark would have yeah. wanted it. I, I have the backup part <laughs> in my bag. I would have put it in my bag. Yeah, and so you look over, and these people are listening to the townsfolk like explain what's happening, and then they all see you all, and they have their weapons drawn, and it looks like they're all starting to move towards you while you are all moving towards the well, and I need initiative. We got 17. Ooh, nat 20. 12. 14, please. All right, so you beat them in initiative, so you all make it to the well uh, before they get to you. And I need an athletics check from each of you, so we will start with Sunshine. Athletics? Yeah. 15. So you jump into this well, you do a little pencil dive and splash into this water. (laughs) Water fills your lungs and you feel okay. And then we go over to Cyrus. All right, I got a 15 plus six. I got a 21 for athletics. So you do a couple little flips and you make it into this water. You dive down. Just going past Sunshine, whose robes are starting to flow about in this water as they're starting to just become submerged. (laughs) And it goes over to Bardo. Uh, Bardo will also be making an effort to jump into into the thing of the well. Mm -hmm. Bardo, realizing about halfway through his jump that it is not going well, casts Featherfall. Oh, smart. Nice. And gently glides down to the bottom of the, uh, down to the bottom of the well. Clark, you go to the well and you see Bardo is still softly drifting down. What would you like to do? Uh, that's an 11 athletics check. I'm just going to try to jump in the well. So you jump and you knock into Bardo. You both don't get hurt, but you just get kind of tangled up as you splash into the water. <sighs> so as you all are diving into this well, you can see up top there's a few torch lights. You could hear shouting really muffled. And you could see they are putting something over top of the well to cover it. Oh, they are not going to like this. <laughs> Now you're out of initiative, you're down there in the well water, it's still a little siren bits, but you know, the water's nice and cool and feels good. We're, we're going. Let's go, let's go to the egg. Fast, fast, fast. Also, let's get get to that egg. Yeah, let's go, we're, we're heading straight. I'm still in like, hurry mode. Yeah. Yeah, 
you're quickly swimming. You make it through this tunnel. While you're going through there, you saw one of the sirens that just darted into one of the side tunnels. And you keep going through there until you splash through into the chamber with the egg. And you see it is just rocking back and forth restlessly. Now I need everyone to take off their headphones except for Paul. Okay. Oh, no. I'll take mine off. <laughs> Bardo. So you remember it now. Bits are coming back to you. You were standing there. You were talking to someone from your church, the Church of Cyric. You don't know how you forgot, but you, you worship the god of murder. I love that guy. You remember you were tasked to infiltrate the church, and it was very easy to do because they accept everyone. And you were told that any large-scale rituals that they were doing you had to sabotage it, and you've done it a few times. And they said, even if it means your life, you need to get this done. So it's clicked in that you weren't looking for the traitor. You are the traitor. Smooth. You all can feel this just heavy permeation of magic in the air as this egg is rocking restlessly. It is almost suffocating as just this intense wave is coming off again and again with each heartbeat. Um, I asked Sunshine if Sunshine made sure it wasn't soy milk. <laughs> it's a little late now, but did you, did you like, I don't know. What, what kind of milk did you get? I, I dump it out. You dump it out? Well, no, I like, I like, I like do it. I like do the thing. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I was about to, don't, don't dump it out. So you're going to start the ritual? No, I know. I love the idea that you just dump it out. <laughs> I'm ready to like start yeah. it. Well, okay. I asked, I was like, are you, is it soy milk? We have to make sure, right? And I, I look at sunshine. I can feel it. I know, I know. And actually, can I, so I never, I didn't check to see if that was soy milk, but as a divination wizard, which I've never done, I know that I rolled a 15 to grab it. Oh, you're using one of your wizardly saved rolls? I am. I'm using my portent. Nice. So you suddenly remember it. You ran in there, you grabbed the milk, and you just rushed out. But then that memory almost starts to fizzle. And you remember running in there and looking at the milk, double-checking it, and then rushing back out there to everyone else. And now you're standing where you are. But it feels still a little bit off, like almost like there was another different magical ping, but... You can't quite figure out what that is. Oof. I knew. I knew the whole time. There's two sunshines inside of you. <laughs> okay, I take the book out and I, I, I go back to the page. And I'm like reading off what all it says, like trying to make sure we do it right. Are you sure you got the right thing? I, I, it doesn't feel like that's... All right, you know what? This whole thing's been... A, let's just go. Yeah. What, what exactly does the page of the book say? Like verbatim. I'm getting, like, nervous in real life about this. This is fun. Okay, so you open up the book and you start reading. Uh, it just wants you to break the pine tree branches into a circle around the heart, then pour the milk onto the branches where mm -hmm. the heart will be in the center, and all of you need to be uh, chanting or focusing on the ritual. Okay, let's do it. I set the heart down, and I, I motion for Cyrus to put the branches around. Okay, roll me a caster check. So that's a 20. Woo! 
So you start doing this ritual, Ed. You're a bit nervous at first. You're kind of squeezing the heart, but then you, you, you just put it down in the center so you can't touch it. And you start chanting and focusing your magical energies on it. And you see uh, the, the milk is starting to bubble on the branches. The branches are starting to grow a bit. And then you notice something. That milk, that milk was bleached. What? This actually was soy milk. Oh no. You're staring at this, like, who the hell bleaches soy milk? Like, what even is the point of that? As this ritual starts going awry and everything starts shaking around you, and I need everyone to make me a constitution saving throw except for sunshine as a large crackling sound is heard. 13. <laughs> uh, I got a 22. Nine. All right, sunshine, roll your damage. <laughs> Seven. All right, so uh, I think only Cyrus takes half and everyone else takes seven damage as this blast <laughs> radiates out and it cracks a bit of the egg and all of you are just rocked by this and pushed back. I need everyone to roll for initiative. Two. Six. Nineteen. Also nineteen. I need both of you to roll a d6. Three. Five. All right, so Bardo, what would you like to do? You are looking around. You got rocked by that thunder wave, and you see like everyone else got hit by it. Cyrus kind of shook it off. The egg got cracked. And looking over, you see this milk bubbling on the pine tree branches, and it looks like that ritual is not going good. Bardo draws his rapier and charges, um, we're going to say Little Miss Thunderwave over there. How's it doing, Sunshine? <laughs> What's up, Bardo? Uh, that is a 19, I'm sorry, 17. Uh, not with my shield, 18 armor class. Oh, so you come in swinging and stabbing this rapier. And Sunshine just flicks a hand and this mystical shield pops up and your rapier just bounces right off of it. Aw. Bardo, you can't let this fail! We have to kill Clark! We have to do it! <laughs> and Clark, it's your go. I, we ha I'm gonna, don't worry, I'm gonna kill all of you. This is going terribly. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, gesturing at the egg, we're all gonna die anyway. Where are Sunshine and Bardo in relation to the egg? They're probably like 15 feet away from it. So if I cast Burning Hands on both of them... It would be, it's a 15 foot cone from me. That would not hit the egg. Yeah, you could face with like the egg at your back and cast it. They have to make a dexterity saving throw and my spell DC is 13 and it's 3d6 fire damage and a half on a failed save. So I'm gonna roll 3d6. So 12 damage, R6. 11. Ardo. Pulls himself out with a 23. Jeez. So flips it, does a cute little backflip. Still get singed. You get six, and Sunshine takes 12. Yeah. Oh, no. He's not, ha he's not happy about it. Clark is furious. Clark tried so hard to do this right. <laughs> Your robes were wet, but now they're fairly dry, as you are burned a lot. 
So it goes from Clark just holding his hands out and this fire just shooting out and engulfing this area, and it goes to Sunshine. Ooh. Clark, what kind of armor are you wearing? Oh, uh, scale mail. Whoa, metal! So I was going to say, if you're about to do heat metal or something, it's uh, scale mail. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> so I am going to, like, just, um, again, like a, like, a, like a weird little gremlin, or hypothetically a goblin. Like a weird Ooh. little gremlin, I'm going to, like, just latch on to Clark, and, like, my eyes are, like, wild and dazed, and I'm smiling ear to ear. And I am like grasping Clark's shoulders um, while yelling to Cyrus, We have to kill him or else it won't work. He has to meet the Shining God. And I'm going to cast Shocking Grasp on Clark with advantage. Ooh, I thought you were going to do heat metal. I was a little shocked. I thought you were going to cook him. But I, I don't know if my flash of light would work on this. I don't think it would because it says an attack against you. Would that just be an attack roll? Like a melee spell attack? Yeah, you could totally use that. I am going to use it so it imposes disadvantage, so I guess it just evens out. And that is a 17. Our class is 18. (laughs) So you stumble back. It almost feels like from the force of your spell, like it just was pushing you back just enough as sunshine jumps at you. Their hands crackling with lightning, electricity arcing from their fingers as they're trying to grab at you, shouting that you have to die for this to work and you just managed to get through this and miss it and it goes over to cyrus you are in a party yeah i'm looking in between clark and sunshine because i believe sunshine that clark would be the closest to god and therefore ready to meet god but also clark hadn't told me that and so I'm kind of like, I'm one, like, I, and so I'm asking both of those, like, which one of you is going to summon God? Like, which one do I listen to? I could let both of you make a persuasion if you both want to. Oh my gosh. Like a, like a, can I, can I use like a, like a treat? Like a bacon bit? Like a bacon <laughs> bit? Cyrus, come here. I got a 10. This is like the couple who fights over the dog and <laughs> yeah. they're standing on come either here, side. Come here. Cyrus. Oh, seven. All right, so I'm going to attack Sunshine. <laughs> All right. Ooh, natural 20. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> it gets my 4 HP. So I roll the percentile. We'll see what happens. Wait, wait, wait. No, you don't. No, you don't. You get a two. What? Oh. You rolled a two. Uh, oh, how did you do that? I, I foresaw it. I saw it. I could see that you were going to betray me. <laughs> so, Sunshine, you see for just a moment that Cyrus runs up to you and cuts your head clean off your shoulder. And then time ripples and moves back a little bit as you watch Cyrus run forward, step on the heart, and slip and slide, slamming their sword into the ground. <laughs> and it goes from this surprising development I don't even have to roll anything. This fight is great. (laughs) We'll just destroy each other. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, it goes from this to Bardo. So Bardo, uh, you just did this sweet flip and you are looking around at all this and you actually see the egg has a number of cracks on it. And this yellowish mixture is leaking out that smells like eggs and blood. Well, seems like that's going about as well as one could anticipate. 
Bardo readies his rapier and charges to stab. Um, yeah, to stab Sunshine. Okay, uh, that shield lasts for a bit, right? <laughs> Good fail. <laughs> praise! Me. No, not really. I mean, I'm... <laughs> for me, yeah. praise the shining god. So you are rushing forward, and when Cyrus stepped on that heart, it got stuck to his foot a bit, and <laughs> <laughs> he kicks it off. Well, you are not about to Scooby-Doo my ass. Yeah, <laughs> you step on it. <laughs> Get the bongas. And then you trip over his sword, which is down into the ground, and you just stumble over to the other side with Clark. Arda looks kind of confused, like he thought that was going to go way different, <laughs> but just standing over here now, I guess. Anyway, cool. Hi, guys. It's going real bad. <laughs> Clark, you are looking at... It's a situation is the best way I could describe this. Can I cast Burning Hands on, on Sunshine and Bardo again? Yeah, you could position it if you don't want to hit Cyrus at all. Or if you want to hit Cyrus, you could also do that. No, I don't. I, I need all the help I can get. Uh, okay. So that's a 15 or a 7? I don't know if it's round up or round down. Well, I rolled a 5. And what'd you get, Bardo? That's a 17. Sorry, 16. What are each of you at right now? I am at negative 11. Boom, I'm out. I'm in death saves. Bart is at three. Or dead, <laughs> depending on how you want to play this. 15. 23. All right, so you see Bardo rolls out of the way of this fire, though he still gets singed pretty bad. Uh, but your flames catch sunshine completely, and they just drop to the ground. And now you can really smell this smell of, like, eggs and blood as more pieces of the shell are starting to fall off. And it goes over to Cyrus. And sunshine, make me a death saving throw. Fail. Yeah, I just look to, I look to Clark, and, because, uh, like, because Clark was just attacking Bardo, too, so I ask if I'm supposed to kill Bardo. Yes. All right. Uh, do I get advantage because Bardo <laughs> was uh, on the ground? Or did they actually, never mind, they got up, right? Uh, no, they're still prone. They just rolled out of the way. Uh, so uh, would I get advantage on this? Yeah. Uh, all right. A 17 to hit. What's your armor class, Bardo? You dumb, dumb, dumb idiot. <laughs> and those are cutting words coming your way. So cutting. Knock four off of it, please. And I uh, nimbly dodge out of the way. Is that a reactionary thing? I can use a use of my uh, bardic inspiration to take a d6 off of any attack, damage, or ability roll. Such as with a roll to change the future. So what? Okay, so I rolled a seven. What do you, what do you subtract from it? So you uh, you have taken minus four to that, so you've rolled a 13, which means uh, with a 14 AC, I nimbly dodge out of the way while insulting <laughs> okay. your maternal ancestor. So you swing your sword, and it slams into the ground again. And you don't really feel like that's fair, because you had two really good swings, but for some reason, they just keep missing and hitting into the ground. I know. And it goes over to Bardo. Bardo, you see a piece of this shell just slam and fall off. 
as this eye is now looking over at you. It is at least seven feet in diameter. It is looking at all three of you. Heat metal on on Cyrus. 2d8 fire damage while you're in contact with it. Oof. And uh, if you have to succeed on a con saving roll to or drop the object, but it's armor, so I don't know how you rule that. He can't drop it, so he's just going to well, have to try to take it off when he gets that chance. So roll that damage. Take 10. All right. So your words ring out, and Cyrus, you feel this armor start heating up and burn you all over, and this is not the fun burn like they taught you in the army. Mm -hmm. This armor is just heating up. It's basically cooking you inside this armor, and it goes over to Clark. I'm going to use Sacred Flame on Bardo. The target must succeed on a deck saving throw or take 1d8 radiant damage. Well, here we go. It doesn't look like 11, does it? 13 is my DC, so you take six radiant damage. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, do, I make it very dramatic. I blast you with holy light. Remove, uh, you, you are also a dumb idiot that is following a dumb, dumb god. Minus six? How many bardic inspirations do you have? Four, and that's the last <laughs> one. <laughs> Yep, then that's all of them, folks. So uh, that was fun. Ruined your ritual, but I may die from it. Uh, how much damage did you end up taking? None. Oh, so Bardo, you say this, and Clark, it just throws you off. It looks like a surefire hit, and then it just blasts at the side of his head. Right at the part of the words, dumb, dumb god, you realize that, wait, wait a minute, it's way more into killing than he is shining gods. I also had a dream where, where well, something kissed my forehead and burned it in the night. I'm not really doubting my god right now. I think I'm just freaked out and don't know what's happening. Yeah, this isn't what we like to call a good situation. No. Uh, okay, so you fire this blast off and it misses, and Cyrus, your armor is cooking you up. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm not going to take my armor off. I'm going to go grapple Ardo and shove his face into my burning armor. Ooh. Hell yeah, dude. That is awesome. That is a fantastic play. Please fall on your face doing this. Yeah, I got a 17, and my athletics is a 6. Well, I get a big old flame and hug to the face in, don't I? <laughs> and then, Paul, go ahead. So the, the damage sustains, right? So I would take more damage right now. Uh, when it hits Bardo's turn. But also keep in mind, when your turn comes around, it does damage, so... This is true. And then we're back to the top of the order with Bardo now. So Bardo, roll that damage. That's a five, then. You and Cyrus both take five points of damage. Perfect. I'm still at eight hit points. Bardo dies in your arms, Cyrus. Must have been something you said. (laughs) 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 So... Uh, you hold on to Bardo and he dies in your arms and you just drop him down to the ground and when Bardo goes up conscious your armor just immediately starts cooling down looks like the spell has ended and uh, so Bardo you're unconscious and Sunshine I think I missed one of your death saving throws could you roll that for me? I can roll too if we want to just sure why not let's see what happens let's let's do it let's die right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm a singer 
19, so close to a critical, but that's a 10, which is a pass, right? Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm still alive for now. Let's see how it goes. Bardo, how you doing? And Bardo, just make me one check while this thing's about to happen, because we're out of initiative. Ooh, crit fail. Oh. <laughs> All right, so two fails. Uh, so with those two on the ground, this egg starts like cracking more and more, and eventually this beast just rips right out of it. And it looks like it may have at one time been that majestic, beautiful six-winged golden bird, but now it is this undead monstrosity. Its flesh is just falling off it onto the ground, just slopping off. And you can see these gnarled, mangled hands of the dead are ripping themselves out of the flesh. It's almost like there's not enough room for them to be coming out. They're just pulling themselves out of this non-existent ground. And you look as this creature starts to roar out, confused and frightened. and it crouches down and leaps up, smashing through the ceiling. Rocks begin tumbling down as you hear screams from up above, and you can see as these rocks are falling and smashing into the spot of like where you came in, so your entrance is being completely covered. And Cyrus and Clark, what would you two like to do? Oh, uh, I line up Bardo and Sunshine's buys next to each other, and I can tech decapitate the two of them. Fair. So as you bring your sword down and you remove both their heads, uh, Sunshine's blood begins to pool out of their body and actually goes into this perfect circle and merges upward to create this doorway. And looking into the doorway as all this chaos ensues around you, you see a library with rows upon rows as far as the eye can see. There are these creatures in there that look about as tall as a person. They have eight pointed legs that they use to crawl around up the bookcases. They have a humanoid upper half of their body and their fingers end with these long spindly extensions. And you see their head is almost like a long tube and it just kind of just floats uh, back and forth a little bit and you look uh, at this portal that is just now thrumming there and the dead are starting to merge even more and come out of this flesh uh, what would you two like to do does any of this at all match up with any of our teachings or any visions i've had or anything like that or my my religious studies not at all this is my this is a quick last ditch effort i like throw my hands up and I, I beg for a sign from the shining god if he like I my choices are like stay here or go in the portal and I'm just like be, like begging because because uh, Clark really does believe in the shining god and did not want to whatever this is happening I didn't want this to happen I'm just like begging for an answer I don't have any spell slots left so I can't cast Augury again and I know what I'm doing at the same time Clark is uh, begging god for an answer what are you doing? Well, because I'm, because you know, I you had just talked about how it was a bad burn, and I started thinking about what a good burn is, and that's you know, people get good burns, and also a good burn is, is uh, burning scrigs like like squiggle holders, which some people call books, 
um, because that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize <laughs> is that knowledge, that's why I don't have a lot of knowledge. It's a weapon and it's an affront to God. And I see this room as just an entire front to God and there's still a little smoldering on the two of them. So I'd like to take some, some like booze that I have and form kind of a Molotov cocktail because I'm, I'm assuming that we have summoned God only to open a portal to hell that we then need to burn and purge because of all of this affront to God that some people call knowledge. Okay, so first, Clark, make me a religion check. Oh, I rolled a two, so that's a seven. You can't feel anything as the magic of this area is quickly fading, and you're watching as this portal is slowly starting to shrink. I'm sorry. I want to go in the portal if I can. I don't know if he's going to burn it first. I'm Nothing good lies for me here. I want to go in it. Yeah, I run in it. <laughs> yeah, you could totally run in there. And you start heading on in as Cyrus, you finish making this Molotov. And you're not entirely sure if it's going to work, but hey, it might. And that's the thing about faith. You just got to believe. That's right. So you're just going to toss it in there? Oh, yeah. Because this is happening. Like, I'm not realizing that Clark is running in there at the same time. So, like, I throw them all tall and I go to give them a thumbs up inside. <laughs> and then I see that Clark is jumping in at the same time. <laughs> so roll me a percentage above 50, it goes off. 60. So Clark, you run in there thinking, oh, finally I'm safe as this small top just whips right by you and explodes. And you get hit by some of this fire. And Cyrus, roll me 1d8 and then an athletics check. Uh, okay, I got a 4. And I need to roll athletics? Yeah. And then I got a 21. So Cyrus, you are managing to bat away the hands of the dead as you look. These humanoid zombies are all around you, missing their eyes, their heads elongated as their gray, clammy skin is grabbing onto you. You're pushing them away and you can hear the beast up above roaring and shouting as people are screaming, but the screams are becoming less and less as time goes on. And Clark, you're in there and those creatures are all rushing to this fire, quickly trying to put it out and to put the fire off of you as well. Also, Cyrus, you see this portal is now at about half of its original size. Okay, uh, I want to try to get Cyrus to come in with me. Yeah, I, 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 I go in head first with my dragonborn size body into this halfling side <laughs> hole. Okay, roll me either an athletics or acrobatics. Uh, I got a 16. So Cyrus, you jump and just manage to make it in here. You see a few of the hands get cut off as this portal closes. And you just catch your breath as you're looking around at this massive library, all these creatures skittering about. And you and Clark are feeling a little funny as you start to stand up. Both you look down as your legs, each one is splitting into four different, mm -hmm. these oh, no. spiky-like legs. And you see as your hair is falling out, your hands are twisting, your fingers are elongating. You feel your head going higher and higher and feeling thin and willowy as this mindset slowly starts to fade. The shining god fades into the back of your mind as you realize it's time to alphabetize the section. Oh, it 
appears they didn't hatch the egg. Hmm. Well, I guess that's what they get for going into the library of Carcosa. That lying, dirty, cheating king's library. But I'm sure Cyrus and Clark will have such a lovely time learning to sort books and reading to the ends of time. <laughs> Maybe we'll collect them later. We'll see. A traveler, as you're probably all wondering. But Elthazar, two have failed, and two have succeeded. Whatever shall we do? Well, travelers, we sent two of our brightest pupils. Hoist and fruit, a lovely elderly man who is an extraordinary wizard. An extraordinary wizard. And Cerise, a beautiful warlock that has been blessed by the shining light. And he has seen the error in his ways of worshipping a patron of some other world. Instead, he is following the shining god. Now they went out. And yes, that's right. They hatched the egg. If you want to hear how they did this, you can head on over to our Patreon, where we have released this episode, where these two lovely members go out and do their best to hatch an egg and please our shining god. So what does this all mean? Well, great news. We've only damaged time and space a little bit, and it's probably fine. But now we get to release this beautiful, shining bird into the Forgotten Realms to aid us in this war against the disgusting, hateful Chosen. Thank you so much, travelers, for listening to our shining birthdays. We are going to head out of this attic now, but I'm sure you'll be back to listen to old Wingover's tales soon. Remember to take care of one another, travelers. Look out for those who are having a difficult time. And if you can help, be sure to reach out to those who might not be able to go out and get groceries for themselves or other necessary supplies. The Shining God's Church is one of love and compassion. Show that for your fellow person out there. Because remember... The Shining God loves you and always wants you to look out for each other because we're all in this together. All right, travelers, we'll see you soon, very soon. Welcome to the world of Heavendale, a town populated by super-powered teens that have been infiltrated by the Did group. Did you mention daycare yet? 
I was going to just say who they were. So hey, hey, don't forget to tell everybody that I used to be a villain. I have to, I have to like get to that first before I can even say Damn it. Damn it, I rolled a five. Why are you rolling dice? We're just recording a promo and not playing. Crap, I rolled a four. What? We are going to die in the promo. Okay, that doesn't really make sense if people haven't listened to the podcast yet, so I don't know why. It's a pre-callback. Okay, pre-callbacks are not a thing. I feel really good about the promo. I have not even finished the opening line. Yeah, I think we nailed it. Okay, no one knows the name of our podcast. It's Critical Bits. It's a comedy role-playing game podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. 